Hey, what is good? It's me, your friend, the neighbor, Nerd the Babo, and welcome to another episode of Babo's Block. If this is your first time coming, thank you for joining us on this block party that we have every single time I step behind the mic. And if this is your 52nd, 53rd, 48th, whatever time, what up, dog? It is so good to see you, and I'm glad that you can come kick it with me for the one time on the block once again. So, yeah, um,. I want to go ahead and start off by saying, of course, that this show is solely sponsored by my Patreon. Patreon is where you can do the most good and best help for Bobbles Block and Wonderground Media Productions. Um, and it's our bread and butter, and that's how we keep the lights on and going over here. Basically, what it is is like you guys are backing me and my dreams, and <laughs> it is a dope thing to to see and a dope thing to be a part of. Um, there are multiple tiers. You can go to Bob. Well, but you can go to patreon.com forward slash babo that's patreon.com forward slash b-o-b-b-o and there they'll be from a dollar all the way up to three thousand dollars and of course if you hit that three thousand dollar tier you might as well go ahead and start picking out wedding cakes because we're going to go and get married because you've bought yourself a babo um I don't know how many more wedding jokes I can do. I can probably pu- still pull it out. I, I, I'll start recycling other things. But yeah, but yeah um, we have a lot of things that go on the Patreon. Of course, there are the bonus episodes of the Bobo Block. Um, you have as well my poetry podcast, Money for Rocks, and the exclusive Patreon podcast, Kicking It. Um, those are all available over there along with um, behind-the-scene footage, pictures from my wrestling, and other things that I like to fancy myself doing for my Patreons. You guys will be getting exclusive drops first, so when I do the sticker drops, I'll be sending them out to my Patreons first, and then you guys will have to buy them afterwards. So yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that war into the update. All right. So <laughs> um, as you guys know, like I said, I'm winding down on to the last couple of weeks of this month. I am oh, I am all out of sorts. Like legitimately, I don't know when Thanksgiving is. I want to say it's coming up like very soon, like next week or something like that. But I don't I'm not sure. Um, this month has really gotten away from me. I've been doing a lot. I've been doing a lot more than I expected myself to be doing. So, yeah, man, I whew, it's a, it's a lot ongoing. So we definitely are going to be um, winding down a little bit more, as you probably may see by this episode as well. We're gonna um, still be giving you guys content, give you guys movie reviews as promised. But yeah, gonna be a little bit of a wind down on this end for. Uh, for things because i'm setting up for kind of like a uh a, a development mode i'm trying to get back into putting things together for you guys and doing a lot bigger things so yeah there's that and speaking of that development mode like there's some things that i'm really super excited for i've reached out to a lot of cons and i've reached out to a lot of like said um venues where as i told you i want to do more live episodes next year so guys definitely tell me where you want me to come where you want me to go like say where you would like to see bobble's block pop up whether it be a con or just like a comic book shop or whatever i don't care um i'll, I'll set up a, a mobile studio a mobile recording and we'll do an episode right then and there um I miss the live atmosphere. I miss connecting with people. I'm very extroverted. So I need energy from others to feed off of it. So, yeah, 
yeah so um i'm 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 happy for a lot of things that i'm planning out for for not only just myself my podcast and the network in general there's a lot of things that i'm doing on the back end that are going to come to fruition that you guys will definitely see um step up in a lot more areas so yeah um i also speaking of step up in a lot more areas um <laughs> i've been kind of i've been very low energy um not as isn't like oh i'm not caring like it's like i just have very low energy because i'm exerting myself a lot i have um not been marketing as i ha- i should have like I said a lot of the last two or three episodes i have not even made social media posts for them um so definitely go out share the episodes um of course the last one was a bullet for buck with love that was the one on um heart of the fall we had the couple episodes before that as well oh i'm trying to get into let me get the um, instead of just trying to like (laughs) instead just let me just pull it up all right so yeah we have um Choose Justice and a Better Tomorrow. We have Theatrical Catfishing. And we like I said, the last one I want to say that I actually did advertisement for was Wakanda, We Have a Problem. Yeah, so yeah, so it's episode 60, 61, and 62. Go ahead and give them a share, like. Also, if you guys go ahead and give me a review on um, iTunes or Google or wherever you listen to this song, give the block a review. It helps us with being discoverable and all that good stuff. So yeah, I am... I'm gonna get I'm gonna get more energy to do more social media things and get back on that on that horse and make sure you guys are getting more friends to come around on the block to hang out with us. All right, all right. So yeah, let's go into our friend of the pod of the week. So friend of the pod of the week is actually a, <laughs> like one of the one of the people I follow on Twitter that I really really look up to what I said because he's um. Are they they're really dope when it comes to actual like nerd and geek content? It is FTO Nerd Talk. Um, I'm gonna pull up their their information on there because, like I said, they did a dope thing. They're doing a new um creator spotlight, and I was one of the first people to have the spotlight. FTO Nerd Talks is a community, a platform for major, like I said, just discussions around black and nerd culture, media, things of that nature. You guys definitely want to check them out. Um, you can go to their Facebook, their Facebook. You can go to their Twitter. You can also go to their Instagram. Um, it's FTO Nerd Talk, flipping the table over, yeah, flipping the table over Nerd Talk. Um, they also have a podcast. The podcast is back in full effect. I want you guys to go check that out. I will definitely leave the link tree below but if you want some good nerdy content fto nerd talk is definitely where you want to be on the interwebs they have they have a patreon as well on on their link tree which will be below you can sign up for their patreon they have multiple tiers on there that you can support just like just like me as well like i said they have definitely a crap ton of stuff that you can you can read or or let's say um participate in so yeah so don't sleep on FTO. That is one of the mottos. Don't sleep on FTO. Because, yeah, they, they are a big supporter of me and what I do, and I'm definitely a big supporter of them and that community that they're building over there, okay? So that is the friend of the pod of the week. All right, all right. Um, so let's go ahead, and we're going to get into Around the Net. 
And um, not that much for ATN this week because, like I said, it's a little bit of slow week. I'm mostly on me. I'm a little bit of kind of low energy. But we're going to go ahead and um talk over a couple things, man. So, yeah. Um, first up, we had a huge, like, I say it's not a lot of stuff. But, like, literally one thing was going to really dominate <laughs> everything that we talked about. We're going to be talking about today. So, we had a really big day last friday i want to say it was it was disney plus day my god they dropped a fuck ton of stuff from from like said um from moon knight to miss marvel to she hulk to hawkeye to, to like they even gave us proud family um let's, let's go to the disney plus day kind of wrap up we got announcement for Fortnite um that boba the the book of boba fett they're gonna get exclusive skins for that so let's go through some things that we got we got again moon knight miss marvel we got secret invasion that samuel jackson will be starring in secret invasion we have ironheart we got a new little tease for that we got she hulk we have first images and looks at she hulk it's, it's a lot like you get to see mark ruffalo and you get to see also in professor hulk mode you got to see jennifer like for the first time in human form and she hulk form or teases of she hulk form it looks amazing miss marvel got a full teaser like it's it it all came at us so fast, so hard. All right, so yeah, they also gave us a little glimpse. They got Peter and Wendy coming up. Pinocchio's getting a new thing on Disney Plus. Um, like I said, we're still going to be talking about Armor Wars probably very soon. Um, we got our first our first piece of the the Marvel Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel branch off universe <laughs> um with miss marvel so we had to give love with the branch off from wandavision and we told you guys a couple of episodes back that both um monica rambo and agatha are getting their own spinoff shows so agatha has gotten her title is going to be agatha house of harkness that is going to be lit i'm super excited for that um what else we have we have a big announcement from Disney um, that we've heard whispers and rumors that they're going to be putting the the old school 90s X-Men back into like development. But now they're going forward and got the green light. They're doing a full reboot, not even a reboot, a continuation of the entire 90s series. And it's going to be called X-Men 97. Same art style, same directing team or so. They got try to get as many of the voice actors as they can back. And they have the same theme song. Like, I'm super hyped for this. I was a I was a Fox kid. I was I was a Saturday morning junkie and X-Men was one of my favorites along with Spider-Man and all of that whole little Marvel animated universe at that time. Like it was dope. You had like the Silver Surfer, you had an Iron Man um one. You had a Fantastic 4, but it was like again it was mostly focused on Spider-Man and X-Men. Those are the most iconic ones that people always talk about. So I'm super super stoked about this. Um, we got news about um, Enchanted 2 or Disenchanted um, with Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey. Um, Loki 2 or Loki Season 2 got uh, a teaser. Like I said, we what else we got? We got more news on Hocus Pocus. They're, they're coming fall 2022, so that's actually dope. I've seen a lot of behind-the-scenes sets of um, the village they literally fucking built from the ground up for Hocus Pocus, so that's crazy. Um, <laughs> so we also have a lot more, um, 
a lot more things on the way. Like I said, What If Season 2. We have an I Am Groot animated series going to be coming out as well. We have Echo that was announced. We also have Marvel Zombies. The Marvel Zombies um, is getting a full spinoff by itself. So I can't wait to see what they do with that. I'm excited because it looked amazing in What If. So let's go back to that that universe and see how they fix that or not even fix it how it got that way i think we're going to get a how did we get here type shit so yeah we got a brief explanation but it's going to be probably something a lot more in depth so yeah we got our first looks at moon knight as well they look fucking dope like oscar isaac was already going to knock it out of the park in my opinion to begin with but it looks amazing like kudos kudos on y'all so yeah um, what else we got for you guys here? I think there's, um, <laughs> oh, they're doing a Percy Jackson and the Olympians original series on Disney plus. So that's, whew, that's, that's different. That's going to be, that's going to be interesting. And they're actually having Logan Lerman return as Percy Jackson. So that, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with that. Um, huh. <sighs> Yeah, I think that's about it. So yeah, we we haven't got any uh, much info on the on the return of the Mandalorian, but yeah, we got a lot of Marvel stuff. I I really enjoyed what we got there. A lot of people are saying that oh, Star Wars was abandoned and like God, we just got fucked out of Star Wars shit not too long ago. We can we we can be okay with not being a part of Disney Plus Day. I'm a part of all the fandoms, so I I win regardless. <laughs> Um, speaking of Star Wars, though, we did get news that Kevin Feige um, has has taken on um, Chloe Zhao to direct his Star Wars movie. So that's going to be interessante. Um, I think he's going to be producing a Star Wars movie. Not too. Like, yeah, it's coming off. Yeah, coming off her two Oscar wins for Nomadland. Um, she actually is going to be put as like I said a director for this um for this next upcoming star wars film that's in development with unknown release date from kevin feige so i'm i want to see where that goes because she has a very interesting eye when it comes to things and i think that's what we need for star wars because what star wars visions did for the fandom it showed you that there's more out there than just the fucking Skywalker family. And there are more people that you can focus on other than just the Skywalkers and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, the Sith that we already know. Like there are plenty of characters that need desperately need stories of their own. I believe, um, Feige is going to be doing a high Republic story. So yeah, I can our old Republic story. I can't wait. Um, it's going to be interesting to see it from a director that doesn't normally do science fiction. Or I don't believe. Yeah, I don't think she's done science fiction that I've seen. Um, but she said during the press of the Eternal, so mm, Zal expressed her love for Star Wars and how she loved to direct one. Since then, we've heard some very exciting details about the possibilities. We vetted the story out as many sources as possible based on and on take news. It can exclusive report that Chloe Zhao is very close to signing on to Kevin direct uh, to direct Kevin Feige's Star Wars film. Although some sources said she's already signed on, but yeah, we we want to keep a close eye on that because again, like I said, um, I believe like I, said, I think she just came off the Eternals. So if she's coming off the Eternals, then yeah, my nigga, this is going to be lit. Um, I've heard only amazing things about the Eternals. I should be, I'm going to try and um go watch that for you guys. If I can, before this hiatus, I'll get an Eternals review on, but if probably not, I'd probably be, um, 
it'll probably be Army of Thieves for the next movie review. Um, cause I think we got about like two more weeks. Yeah, about two more weeks. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Army of Thieves for the next movie review. So yeah, that that will be dope. Uh, um, moving on in the docket. Yeah, already, did I talk about the One Piece? Um, I don't think I talked about the One Piece um thing with you guys. So One Piece is actually um dropped a live action yeah live action cast i'm super excited for this so we are definitely getting some major major stuff um put through so <laughs> i want to get their names hold on let me see if i can get their names for you guys do, do, do. all right so i want to make sure that i get this <laughs> i want to make sure i get like an actual like thing yeah all right, so we have Taz Skyler, um, Makinyu, Inaki Godov, I'm sorry, Godoy, Emily Rudd, and Jacob Romero Gibson. Those are the char- those are the people who will be playing the iconic Straw Hat crew. Um, Jacob Romero Gibson is going to be Usopp, God Usopp. <laughs> um, Sanji will be played by Taz Skyler, and Luffy will be uh, Anaki Godoy, um, and Emily Rudd will be. Um, Nami and Zoro will be played by Makin, um, Makinyu. Yeah, I but I know I'm tr- horribly pl- pronouncing his name, but yeah, I, again, forgive me, y'all, forgive me. But yeah, I definitely um I'm excited as fuck for this One Piece, um live action that was announced for I believe Netflix. Is, yeah, I believe for Netflix, it's gonna be so dope. Again, if I probably already talked about this, like. You wouldn't want to hear about it. So yeah, we we have a lot of lot of things coming out of pipeline, especially for twenty twenty two. I hope you guys are ready for a, a lot of these new updates, new movies, because people are now more so now embracing this hybrid of of streaming and theaters. So you get to get full premium access to a lot of shit right then and there because like i said for stuff like a dune or, or things like um i think netflix has a movie out that's out in theaters and in um streaming i think it's gonna be the one with gal gadot and ryan reynolds and the rock i think it's called red notice i want to say it's red red notice is going to be in theaters and streaming that's kind of the first thing time i've seen that for um for Netflix, if I can remember, that's really super dope. So yeah, um, you know about stupid game? Yeah, talk about that. Oh, so keeping it in Marvel news as well. Um, Wesley Snipes actually gave his his um endorsement to Mahershala Ali's Blade. So um, in a tweet not too long ago, Wesley Snipes um retweeted or quote tweeted. He said, uh, I believe this was from Jamie. Barraclough, he said, best of luck to Barshali, who's going to smash it, I'm sure, his blade, but he's going to have a hard time out doing Wesley Snipes. Um, and Wesley, quote tweet, he said he will do great. So that's good to see because a lot of people were always um, were putting this production up against, like I said, the original Blade trilogy, which I've already spoken piece on. And, of course, like I said, Wesley Snipes did save marvel studios we've we ta- i said i'm going to dedicate a whole thing about that talk about that more so and so like to see that he's signing off and giving his his blessing and so on this i think a couple of people a couple of people have said this a few times over so but yeah he, he um there's no there's no animosity between wesley or mahershla or even like the 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 previous blade 
um, production staff or cast or whatever. It's all love on all these fronts because you want to see these characters do amazing. You want to see representation for um, black superheroes as well as just like superheroes of color in general all over so i'm excited to see what happens for the next like say blade installment hopefully it gets a trilogy like we did with the first blade um or we at least get some crossover he comes over to either see somebody from the sony spider-verse or we see somebody see him in the avengers movie or whatever i don't because i believe every, every marvel hero has probably been an avenger so i I know there was a time where Blade has been a fucking Avenger. So we're definitely going to get some Blade action in the Avengers movie because um, he's a daywalker. He's just like is. So we went from like practical heroes and stuff, whatever, like Captain America, Black Widow and, and Iron Man. It's people like now we got a lot of niggas with swords coming up in this next one. Like we got the Black Knight. We got Blade. We got fucking Shang-Chi. We got, we got a lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat when it comes to the next set of Avengers. But I already, already, um, if you guys remember, I, I already said that we're probably doing a West Coast Avengers type shit. When it comes to the next Avengers team, because everybody's on the West Coast. We're in San Francisco and Cali and shit. Um, so it's going to be interesting. And, of course, we already had that big old drop of White Vision. White Vision was West Coast Avengers. Hawkeye was a big West Coast Avengers guy after he left the Avengers the first time. Like, it's, it's, it's all there. All the signs are there. We're getting West Coast Avengers, guys. I hope you're ready for the ride. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so for for sure, I want to keep keep up with a lot of the things that are going on. Like I said, for me, it's a slow news week. Like, I have not seen anything that really caught my eye or anything like that. Like, it's, I can talk all of the Spider-Man No Way Home stuff, but that is not even confirmed. I don't like get pushing rumor mill shit. I don't like pushing clickbait things because I, I kind of want to be surprised and I want, I want this to be a Mephesto. I really want this to be a Mephesto thing with no way home where everybody's like, yeah, they're in it. They're, they're, they're doing it. They're, we're getting all three Spider-Man and then we just don't. And we just don't. And you just walk away like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, this is the worst Spider-Man ever because the things that I saw on the internet, and they, they said they were happening, they didn't happen. And you're hyping yourself up so much. Like, we're already confirmed getting Electro. We're getting Doc Ock, the original Doc Ock at that. And we're getting fucking possibly Green Goblin, William Defoe Green Goblin. Like, enjoy that. Like, I get that. I know you want the you want the crossover of Toby and fucking Andrew and Tom, but like just enjoy what we're getting right now. Like, or just wait and don't put this much hype on yourself because as soon as they don't live up to your expectation, as soon as they don't do your, your fantasy booking of how this movie should have been written, shot, directed and cinematography set up for the, the for the fucking, um, <laughs> for the fucking entire phase four, you're going to be pissed. You're going to try and review bomb it. It's stupid. Just let the movie come out. Like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to put anything on it, but they're saying like the second trailer is supposed to be coming out soon. This movie is coming out in December. So we definitely, definitely have, like I said, a little bit of time. Oh, red car premiere for Netflix's cowboy bebop was also dope. Um, I, I love, I, I love seeing, um, us like blurs 
nerds, geeks, everybody that is in the in the quirky diaspora get their get their time to shine and this was one of them if you've been like I said like myself an anime dweeb a otaku since like fucking 2000 and be, like 2004 or whatever this was one of your moments like cowboy bebop was the quintessential oh you want to watch anime i'm going to show you this anime for a lot of us and yeah like it was either naruto or cowboy bebop that's how you get that's how you got someone you loved in the anime <laughs> Um, I want to talk about that. Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah. This is this. I'm yeah. I'm I'm literally just stalling for time at this point. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and just get into the musical break. I want you guys to vibe out for a little bit. Um, this is a a, a song that I found. Um, just kind of scrolling. Uh, it was. It was given to me, of course, by the algorithm, and I fucking it, it's a banger. It's just a banger. Um, and it's called Atlantis. Um, you, I will have the link below, um, for the song, and it's available everywhere. So you guys definitely go check that out. So yeah, shout outs to um the producer of this beat because I'm again blanking. Um, <laughs> shout outs to everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. This song is called Atlantis. Catch you when we get back. And we're going to be talking about Shang-Chi, the review for the movie Shang-Chi. Take you to Atlantis Anywhere you want to go We could do it in a beach house Take it baby nice and slow I could do you like it's magic Tell me what you want to know Why don't you meet me in a penthouse We'll take it baby nice and slow I could take you to Atlantis Glad to 
right, all right. Yes, that was Atlantis by Bruce Beats featuring um <laughs> featuring CJ Pitts. And again, I'll have the link below for you guys to go check it out as well. And it's streaming everywhere. You can look up Atlantis um CJ featuring CJ Pitts and you'll definitely be able to pull it up, okay? Um so yeah, we're talking today shang chi along with disney plus day they released about like three or four movies um they released jungle cruise shang chi they released a lot more original content and things of that nature they wanted to do a big push um big big push and it was really worth it uh, honestly this was worth the wait i i was in that mode of hey i don't want to go back to the movies yet i'm not i don't think it's safe for me at the moment or whatever so that so when shang chi dropped I didn't I didn't get a chance to see it. So now I I can sit down and it was IMAX enhanced as well, which is really dope. Um because this is of course a an astonishing movie throughout. So if you guys um have not watched it, uh, maybe drop some spoilers and things like that in here. Probably definitely probably spoilers or so. But Shang-Chi is one of the movies in phase four of Marvel. This is like kind of like kicking us into where we're going to be moving into next for action and things of that nature. So you all remember when they were doing the Netflix sh series shows and we got, um, <laughs> we got iron fist and we were very underwhelmed by, by the portrayal of that very dope martial arts character. This is not that this is legitimately one of the best hand-to-hand -hand combat martial art movies that Marvel will probably ever put out. So um, the story of Shang-Chi can be really summed up in the title of this episode. It is Marvel's How I Met Your Mother. Um, you get to get the backstory of the real quote-unquote Mandarin. Win Wu, you get to see his meteoric kind of like say, tyrannical rise throughout the ages. And then like you kind of see you kind of get the backstory of how um, how he kind of settled down as well. So, yeah, it, it's originally it's narrated um, in the beginning by Shang-Chi's mother. And there's a lot of buildup of like kind of like, hey, this man was like he was murdering everybody like he he was out for blood and he came across his match he came across the one person who has ever bested him in combat and he he was still on the search for power but this kind of quelched that that fire in his his heart because he found his soulmate he found the one person that he thought he wants to be with for the rest of his life and he's immortal that's fucking something like that's something like, <laughs> um, you, you get these intimate, deep moments throughout the entire movie of, of just this connection of family, this, this full cultural, like connection that you like, it's so natural and effortless that I really enjoy it. Um, because there are small things like, um, with Kate's character, she she lives at home with her mom and her grandmother stays there and her little brother. And like they they all were talking about um, the Day of the Dead when they were going to put things on the shrine for their grandfather who had recently passed. Um, I think it's been like two years or so. I think they said in the, in the film, like it's it's little subtle things that, you know, you want to 
to give kudos, but like I said, it's, these are normal parts of life. Like it's these are how people in this culture in this in that diaspora live their lives. So yeah, like um, Shang Chi was kind of trying to lay low, kind of um, kind of over overlook his destiny. And that's one thing that you have to really give it to them that they they push home the fact that destiny will always be fucking waiting for you around the goddamn corner. Like you, you either need to live up your potential or you're wasting your life away. Like, <laughs> um, not, it's not like what they're trying to push or whatever, but like, again, like you, you kind of see those subtle things. And so when they're, when Shang-Chi and Kate's friend kind of scolds them for being valets and they both have graduated colleges, got their masters and all that good shit, just kind of going to waste. And, um, there's there's a there's a lot of moments where you see that uh it's a it's a beautiful lesson that you kind of have to learn or shang chi has to learn that you are you are not just one aspect of your life you are a culmination of your moments of your legacies of your mother and your father you have to be you have to take the good and the bad in you and you have to accept it and live with it. That is a big, big lesson that Shang-Chi really learns throughout the entire movie that he may be running from his father's past, but he also has to live up to the legacy that his mother left him because he is still a part of Kong Lao. Like, I'm sorry, not Kong Lao. Um, I think Tao Lao. Sorry, I was thinking of <laughs> thinking of Iron Fist because I goddamn yeah Tao Lao. He's a part of Tao Lao, and that is also a part of his heritage. So the the mystical land of Tao Lao, um, it is one of the I want to believe I want to believe it's one of the seven cities of heaven. Um, and with this city, it's in a basically another dimension. Like, um, if you remember in Iron Fist, and you remember he was from the the city of heaven um as well and uh, he was from one of the cities of heaven as well and he said that it's only accessible to the outside world in a particular time like any other time like you can't get to it any other time like it has to be a particular way that you get to the city of heaven or so and like he he even loses his connection like this but um Tao Lao, uh it is legitimately in a mystical forest that is ever changing maze that you have to kind of either know how the fuck to get through, or you get kind of get, get lost and ate up, eaten by the forest. Um, they showed his father's first attempt and let's, let's stop and talk about his dad. When, um, let, he's, he legitimately was a great character. I really wish we would have seen more of him in his runnings of the 10 rings organization because my God, like I, I loved the full vibe that he gave off. Like he was like, um, he's like a not to be fucked with murderer. Like he's like, I will murder you smile and go back to playing with my kids type shit. Like, um, but I love the, I love the the build of his character and then the dissension that we get later on in the actual actual series cuz I wish there was more of him in it but I love the beats that they put him in because this isn't his story this is Shang-Chi's he is a part of Shang-Chi's story but he I, I, me wanting more of him would not have made the movie any better um 
there is a good part where Shang-Chi, because again, this whole time, Shang-Chi's like, I've been on the run since I've been 15, da-da-da-da, and my father won't find me, da-da-da-da. Soon we get to the big fight or whatever, and then Shang-Chi is kind of like at this climactic point of what he's about to make a big decision on what he'll you know, either going back to this this murderous assassin ways, and his father just stops, stops him. And then they take him back to the Ten Rings compound. And he says, I always know where all of my children are. I've let you run about and do what you want for the last 10 years. It's okay. I need you now. Like, I need you now. And you get the sense that, like, he, he under, it's not that he understood, but he knew, like, I'm immortal. I, this is a blip in my life. He will be, he will be fine. I will get back. I will get back to him when I'm, when I'm ready or when I need him again. Because again, Sanji lived out in a whole, whole like high school life, college, and he's working like a part-time fucking job now. And shit. So like he's, he's in his mind, he, he ran away. He's hidden. So, and like, there was a good good moment where you're like wow like this kid really like been on the run like he he wasn't on the run his father again one of the most powerful men in the fucking cinematic universe and he he knows at all times where you are what you're doing all that good shit but again this is his movie um there is a big like there's a big duality when it comes to shang chi because he he plays the Clark Kent Superman role very well or archetype very well when he's Sean he is very like very quiet reserved like I just want to hang out party with my friends or whatever type shit or whatever just want to chill I don't want any responsibilities but once that switch flips on and he's back into his 10 rings training I'm going to murder you. <laughs> I'm going to murder you to protect myself types. Like he is legitimately a badass. Like, and it's very interesting to see that they let that duality play out because he still would try to be kind of like, Oh, I'm just still Sean or whatever. Like to Katie and Katie's like, who the fuck are you? So let's go, <laughs> let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room for this character of Katie. Um, it was played by Aquafina, and as currently me being <laughs> being a black person on Twitter, if you've never been on Twitter, if you I don't know how we feel about Aquafina. Like it's a lot of there's a lot of emotions behind Aquafina the person because she uses black um like basically like a a digital blackface or basically kind of like she 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 uses black culture and just the way that we are as like a like as i would say like a diaspora like as as a costume almost like she's nora from queens and she always taught with like oh my god girl like that like she she heavily played onto the black accent aspects of a new york accent of a new york swagger and things of that nature and has benefited from that because people want to see like the sassy friend who like oh girl omg gas like that was Aquafina, but for the Asian culture. But now it's that she's gotten on, she's kind of shed that old, like, oh, well, I don't know what you mean. Like, uh, like, and anyone, whoever has talked about it or asked her about it, she kind of 
dodges the question honestly and like she gives, gives like a backwards around like a backwards ass answer about like oh well we, we, we can have sit down and have that discussion time of discussion is over but still feelings aside for the actress or the person portraying this character i'm actually happy that this sidekick this best friend was not useless as fuck like she always was there she did actual shit to, like she's only um put in unnecessary danger once like everything of course is like dangerous as fuck but she was again useful like when the bus fight scene happened she took over drove the bus tried she figured out how to actually stop the bus and shit when um we went to Tao Lao. She started learning, like she took up archery and she was pivotal in the, in the major battle. And she even dealt like one of the death blows to the spoilers, death blows to the, the darkness monster, like the darkness dragon. It was like, she was useful at legitimately almost every pivotal point. She was a icebreaker for a lot of other good things. She, she delivered a great, energy and like i said i'm very happy to see it because like um when it comes to best friends or sidekicks or so a lot of the times they don't write them well because like they're what what are you what are you really gonna do like you're just a human like um when it let's take spider-man and genki sorry spider-man and his friend ned um (laughs) ned does little to nothing or gives little to nothing when it comes to the Spider-Man movies, but he's a great friend for Peter, and he he's someone to confide into. He's he's that that kind of like that rock or that kind of confidence booster that he, that kind of needs or so. Um, he was the man in the chair for like one scene or some shit, but like Ned really doesn't add much to the dynamics of Peter being Spider-Man. Katie, on the other hand. When it was time for everything to be said and goddamn done, Wong didn't just get Shang-Chi. He got Shang-Chi and Katie. Like, my nigga. Like, she did. Like, she's helped save the goddamn universe or whatever. Or the world. And I appreciate that. There were there were a lot of times where you would think that, hey, they're, they're just going to kind of fall into this weird-ass tropey shit again. But no, like, they actually did deliver on a lot of this good character development that they set up because like um even when it came to shang chi's sisters jai lin um Zai, um sorry Zai zilin i believe it is um she wasn't a fucking slouch either like she was on it like she had her had her whole fucking empire that she had built and even when she gave her backstory you gave a fuck like there's a point where it's just her and Katie and they're talking and she's like, yeah, like this is why I'm upset with my brother. Or this is why like I am the way I am because my father's not going to give me his empire. I need to build my own. I need to prove that prove not to him, but to myself that I'm a fucking badass. Like she, she doesn't like the way things are traditionally. And that's damn sure understandable because there are no women assassins. There are no um, women in power in the Ten Rings. There are no people that are actually making decisions that are like are of the female gender in the Ten Rings. Like 
and they're always to be seen, not heard. She's like, just don't say anything. They'll You'll disappear in their eyes. That's how I survived. She wasn't allowed to train or anything like that. And that was a beautiful moment that you got to see because when she went, when they went back to Talao, um, she was kind of sitting on the sidelines and not even the sidelines. She's just kind of like sitting on the rock watching people train and stuff. And her aunt came up to her and was like, hey, this is not your father's compound. If you want to train, train. Here is your weapon. And she was like, fuck. Okay, bet. And like even even then, like, it give her so many dope moments because when they're welcomed home, it's just you would think that oh it's gonna be like oh Shang Chi oh yes this is because it's, it's a movie no 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 they had armor or they had a new outfit for him and his sister she also got to be in the final pivotal fight and she fucking rode the dragon and shit like it was amazing like they set her up to be equal to her brother not just like a a lesser like she is as pivotal to winning that battle as Shang-Chi was. Yeah, Shang-Chi did like the big final blow and shit and like a goddamn badass he was, used the tin rings and the Kamehameha and shit like <laughs> but she was in the battle like she 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 did the damn thing. And I'm super happy to see that more progressive writing is happening like that. It's not woke or anything. It just makes sense. Like it just makes sense why she's a better fighter. She's well more well more trained she's damn sure more bloodthirsty so of course she's going to be out there doing like doing it up like you even had a point um where she was <laughs> she was fighting her brother this is when he first went to go find her because she sent him a postcard with that address with the address to her fight club or so he went to go find her and then they kind of like oh you got to fight in the the main arena and he was like, I'm looking for somebody. He's like, I'll take you to see Pada, whoever you're looking for after you fight. So he gets in the ring and then his sister gets in and they're like sparring, fighting, 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 fighting. And he gets like, I'm not fighting you. And she's like, okay, had the flashback of her. And you think it's going to be like a sentimental moment when she, she's going to walk away and she's like, don't ever come here again or some dumb shit. No, she turns around and knocks him the fuck out. And I was like, yes. Like, bruh, like, <laughs> like what I tell you, it, 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 it is a great thing to see that they're not going to just lean on these, these traditional storytelling. Like they, they give these characters life. They give them something to actually hold on to for the audience. So like, yeah, there's a big reveal at the end or a post credit scene when you're like, okay, this, this is where we're going. This is. This is lit. Like I, I can see what's happening next. Like, all right, bet. So yeah, so just just know that she's not done. She's not done for a good bit, probably. She's probably gonna be around fucking with us for a minute. Um, hopefully we get a Shang Chi too. Uh, because again, like if he's one of the newer major Avengers, I want to see him get a full trilogy. It deserves a full trilogy. The team that worked on the stunt coordinators, the the action team, like the fucking um, costume team, everybody, sound and music, lights, all of them, fucking phenomenal job. Like A plus, peak, 
peak of what we want to see nowadays, of course. And like I said, it's just a great story overall. It's a story of family. It's a story of love. It's a story of lost love. It's a story of finding yourself. There's so many theatrical beats that you can fucking shake a stick at, bro. Like, I am so happy I waited to watch this. Like, I, I'm, I did not spoil it for myself. I did not watch any videos reviewing it. I didn't watch any... um post-credit scene explainers like because normally like when it's a thing that comes out it goes through the cycle it, everyone's talking about it everybody's getting in on it you got to have a video that gets the views and the clicks and all the good shit or whatever but yeah it's just uh i'm so happy i waited this was such an amazing movie it was such a beautifully shot movie of course again like they're taking their time and making everything make sense. And that is what is really important about these films. And like I said, I'm excited to see Eternals because I'm hearing nothing but great things about it. There's some, they're going to always be like some critics like, Oh, I didn't understand it. Or this is not the worst thing. Like, but again, the major consensus for this phase of Marvel's movies have been fucking on it. Can't wait to see Spider-Man um, No Way Home as well. And again, I'm not getting my, hypes, oh, my hopes up about it. Oh, this person's going to be there. This person's going to show up. Now, I'm not in for that. I'm there for what happened after Mysterio revealed his goddamn identity. That's what I'm in it for. And this with Shang-Chi is just that, okay, I can follow this. I can follow where you're taking the storyline. And I want to see how they integrate and bring him in because now um, this is going to be a spoiler for the first of, I want to say, two to three post-credit scenes. Um, probably like one and a half if you want to count. <laughs> the middle one. But, yeah, um, there's a beacon that's bloop, 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 bloop bloop off in the 10 rings and we don't know where it's beaconing out to um funny thing that happened in there in the that scene captain marvel's like oh i gotta take this i, I can't ignore this bruce has my number I'll, I'll you guys get in touch with me you know how to find me bruce has my number leaves the video call bruce is like i don't have her number like <laughs> bruce like she always does this to me i don't have her number i i don't know how to get in touch with her y'all i i'm I'm just going to go like I love like, I love Bruce so much because like they just <laughs> he was like that for a goddamn um, Iron Man in Iron Man 3. I want to say it was he was literally the person Iron Man was talking to the whole goddamn time. He's like, I'm not that I'm not that type of Dr. Tony. I, I'm I work with this. He's like, I, you know, you know, <laughs> like Bruce is always that friend that you could call on when you need it. And <laughs> but yeah, I'm so happy that um, they are keeping things a little bit lighthearted still um, because we don't know what the next threat is. Like it could be the Ten Rings. It could be Galacticus. It could be Mephisto. It could be whoever the fuck is going to be a Doctor Strange too. Like there are so many things that could be possibly set up, but we have not gotten to that point of the phase yet. And that's the lovely part of the wait, the anticipation, the, the, the build of how Marvel sets up their entire cinematic universe. We've gotten so used to knowing how this is all going to kind of play out in the end because we, after I want to say 
Avengers 1, we knew Thanos was was like the big bad. And we just had to play it off from there. We knew we were going for the Infinity Gauntlet, but we don't know what we're doing here. We don't know if it's going to be something from Kang the Conqueror, how Loki has set that up. We don't know if it's going to be something from um, the, the Ten Rings who's calling whoever we set that up. We don't even know if like it's going to be something that's probably like the Dark Avenger. Like we, we have so many routes that we could take. We just need to wait and see where they're all converging so i'm I'm excited i'm super hyped for all of this so yeah shang chi is definitely friendly neighborhood nerd approved i i implore you to go out and watch it as soon as you can um disney plus it has an amazing rollout go and check out the disney plus day hashtag on twitter and all that stuff we talked about it on atn but yes shang chi is literally marvel's how i met your mother but a hell of a lot better. Such a better ending than How I Met Your Mother. But yes, <laughs> uh, I, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you get a chance to watch it. If you have watched it, tell me how you feel about it in the comments below or hit me up on social media, okay? Speaking of that, you can find me on social media anywhere that you stalk your ex at BoboFNN. That's B-O-B-B-O-F-N-N. Of course, that's Instagram, Twitter, and um, Facebook. You can find me at patreon.com forward slash Bobo or just go to BoboFNN.com. And yeah, that'll be my landing page and everything. Um, check out the YouTube posting things on there. Fridays or every other Friday. And as well, we have um, exclusive content that's going to be dropping on our Patreon, such as like Money for Rocks or the Kicking It Patreon exclusive podcast. So yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff for you guys, especially when I take the break in December. A lot of stuff for you guys to listen to, chew on, and all that good stuff, okay? So I have been your friendly neighborhood nerd and... Of course, we um, will see you guys next week. And thank you for kicking it on the block with me. All right. Peace.